0: Hello and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. I am very excited today because this is a really fun guest episode. Every once in a while, I start having some kind of planner connection with someone, and Anandi is one of those people where I can just tell as we're discussing our favorite products and systems that she just gets it. She lives a very intentionally led life from what I can tell. And she puts so much thought into her systems. And I know she truly enjoys using them and also uses them functionally so they help her get the most out of life. So it's that beautiful combination that makes her so much fun to talk to. And so today's conversation is all about Anandi and the systems that she uses, her favorite products, and especially a deep dive into how she uses the system of Trello. So without further ado, here we go. Here's my conversation with Anandi. So we are here today and I have a special treat for you. I have Anandi Raman Kree with me and I have gotten to know her over the years as a fellow planner devotee. And she reached out to me just to share with me her amazing Trello system. And I don't think this was was what she was getting at, But I was immediately like, well, clearly you're going to come on and talk about that, right? (laughs) So here we are. Hi, thanks for having me. Like
1: Sarah said, I am super into Trello for organizing my whole life, actually, as it turns out. I live in Phoenix with my husband and two daughters and two dogs. I work full time from home as a software project manager for a Seattle based company. And, you know, I think just to keep all the parts kind of moving and keep everybody where they need to go and all of that. Um, I have a lot of systems to make that work.
0: Yes, you do. So yes, definitely a lot of moving parts. I get the sense that your home runs really well and you've just done a lot of really cool things. (laughs) Well, at least that's how it looks from the outside with your girls, plus a very busy career. So were you always an electronic planner or were you initially mostly on paper?
1: Mostly paper, to be honest. So my Main hobby is scrapbooking. And so that's a lot of paper and craft supplies and things. And I really like that aspect of having kind of a tactile hobby that doesn't involve the computer. So I got really into that starting in 2012. And so that naturally led me to paper planning. I can't even tell you how excited I was to find out that there was a whole community that is into planners and pens and all that, because I had liked that stuff since I was a kid. And, you know, everyone else in my real life thought that was weird. But so to find people who are actually into those things, too, is pretty amazing. So I did definitely start with bullet journaling and a paper planners and that sort of thing. Um, and I kind of fell into Trello a little bit by accident. I had been resisting electronic planning for a long time.
0: Well, we're going to go back and talk about paper a little bit. But since you mentioned it, <laughs> tell me about the story of how you got into Trello And I'm curious how long, so I've seen a screenshot of your system and it looks quite involved to my non-expert eyes. I want to know how long it took to ramp up to that level of use and kind of how you use it during your day. How do you integrate that digital planning into your life?
1: Yeah. So I can tell you how I got started and then how it evolved from there. So I took a class from a small company called Simple Scrapper and it was basically about scrapbooking stories that you hadn't told that were super important to you. And so she introduced this idea of having a creative hub, which is basically a place to keep all your creative ideas before you're ready to actually work on them. So just like, you know, anywhere you could collect them. And a lot of people just use a notebook or have, you know, kind of a folder with some inspiration in it. But her class basically had us using trello for the class and it was kind of a forced i don't know forced usage of it everything was in trello she encouraged us to set up our own class creative hubs in trello and so it was kind of just this like throw everybody in hands-on introduction to trello and before that i had heard people talk about it but i have a tendency to get sucked into the shiny things and apps are no exception. And I just, at that point, I was like, I don't need another app to go and play around with and move all my stuff and realize it doesn't work and then try something else. So I was studiously avoiding Trello until this class. And then I finally was forced to use it and realized kind of the the real power of that. And so after that class, I put together just one small Trello board for a bunch of uh, scrapbooking and other creative online classes that I had signed up for, but not finished. I have a really bad habit of signing up for really cool sounding online classes and then not actually finishing them. So I made a board with just that list of classes and kind of used that to start actually finishing things. And so one by one, I finished, you know, a handful of classes. And so six months into this process... I realized that Trello was super powerful. It worked for the way I think. Even though I'm not a super visual person, just the layout and the way it works just really appealed to me. So I made another board that was going to basically be for all my to-dos and personal planning.
0: So for somebody that, I think we had one episode where Trello was brought out previously, but in case they missed that episode and they've never seen Trello before, how would you describe the system to an absolute novice?
1: Yeah, So I think it takes its inspiration from what they call a Kanban board in software development. So it's basically, I think in real life, it's like a giant whiteboard and you make columns of cards, which are usually post-it notes in real life. And you have different, you know, sort of different ways you can organize those columns. They can be by project or they can be by timeline. So these are the things I'm working on right now. These are the things that are finished. These are the things that are, you know, coming up. They're on deck. There's some different ways to organize that. So Trello is just a digital representation of that. So you end up with this kind of blank workspace, and then you add columns, which are your categories, and each category can have any number of these cards. And the cards can be, just depending on how you set it up, a single to-do item, and you check it off and it goes away, or you can make each card a project, and within the card you can have links, you can have checklists of tasks, and so it's it's super flexible. That's the nice thing about the digital version is, you know, you can attach things from other sites, you can, you know, put in pictures or documents, all sorts of things. And so it's very flexible to how you want to set up your projects.
0: And so in theory, I guess if you weren't too crazy about the number you put on there, you could kind of have views of every single thing on your plate in one screen in kind of an, of an abbreviated format if you wanted to.
1: Exactly. And that's how I do it. So a lot of people like to separate their different spheres of life or their different, you know, kind of roles into different boards. And then they just flip back and forth based on whatever they're working on. But for me, I need to see it all in one place because I'll forget to go to other places. So everything that I work on is in life is on this one board with one exception, because the company I work for does not want us to put our work, you know, confidential work things on someone else's server. Um, I have a separate version called Microsoft Planner, which I use just for work, you know, because that's an internal tool that we use. I mean, it's external, it's available to everyone, but the version that we have at work is internal. So I can use that for my work stuff. So everything else is on my Trello board, except for my actual work tasks.
0: That's so cool that you actually have a work equivalent, though, to to what you have. And it's very similar. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's perfect. It's like exactly analogous. And I've found over the last, I mean, I've been using the work one for maybe six to eight months. It's actually nice to have that separated because I can go pretty granular on that. And then it doesn't sort of intermingle with the rest of my life. So in some ways, it is actually nice to have that separated out.
0: I'm pretty sure if I were to set this up, I would have a... Well, I don't think I would do a board at all for clinical because it just doesn't lend itself to that, yep. but I would totally have a completely separate work board with all my GME and other stuff and work projects and a separate life board because I don't know. I don't think I'd want to see it all at once, yeah. but, but I guess you do. You basically do because you're not allowed. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Okay. So share with our listeners some of the columns because I think that will help them kind of understand what you mean by like collections of cards? Because I didn't totally get it until I was like, oh, okay, like give us some examples. Yes,
1: uh, I can do that. So I borrowed a template. So Trello has some productivity templates on their website. I think it's, it's a blog post from a couple of years ago. And I borrowed this template from, they had made one basically analogous to a book called Work Clean. And it's also called Everything in Its Place. I'm not sure why it has two names, but I think the paperback had a different name than the hardback. But they have a system basically where you kind of plan each day, either in the morning or the night before, and kind of queue up what you're going to do that day. Trello had made a like a template board that you could use for this, and that's what I started with. But as I started using it, I kind of morphed it into uh, something a little more workable for me. So the columns that I have, which are the categories that my cards fit in, primarily are what I call my life missions. I think I got this from another book. And it's basically kind of the important roles and things that I, you know, categories of things that I do in my personal life. And so, you know, the I, I'll just read through them. But one of them is take care of myself physically and mentally. One is be a great mom, wife, daughter, and friend. Another one is educate my children well. We were homeschooling until this year, so that actually had a lot more cards in it than it does now. Now other people deal with that, which is nice. And then I have one that's have fun scrapbooking, and that's all my hobby stuff. And then create a welcoming, cozy, and organized home. That's all of the projects that we have for our house. And then I have some more uh, utilitarian columns, which are inbox, which is kind of where I throw, like if I just have an idea or something I need to deal with later, I'll just make a really quick card for it. It's very easy to just create a new card and type in just like a couple words as a placeholder for later. Um, And that's where I throw things as they occur to me. And then I have one for this week, and each week I go through my weekly review and then put the things that I'm going to do for the week in the this week column. So that's very focused to the things that I'm working on specifically in the week. And then all those other columns that I talked about are, you know, they're kind of the future things. Like the, not, most of them are not time-based. There's a few that have dates on them, but they're just things I'd like to do at some point. And I don't feel stressed out about seeing them all there. It's kind of nice, actually, because I can... See the list that I have, you know, for example, under scrapbooking, and think, I have all these projects. I don't need to add another one to the list. And so it's kind of a nice way to get a quick gauge on what a particular area looks like. And maybe I don't need to add any more voluntary things to that area.
0: Totally makes sense. So now I'm puzzled because I know you were deep into paper planning. And I'm like, well, <laughs> if you have this, is there still a role for paper planning in your life? How do you intersect the two?
1: Yeah. There is for sure. So, I for my daily planning, I f- finally figured out what works. Like, I've always liked the bullet journal and I couldn't put my finger on why. And I really finally found out it's because it gives me a daily view of exactly what I'm doing that day and it gives me space to write notes for that day. I've never kind of clicked, I've always like I bought a ton of weekly planners and liked them, but never really clicked with using them. And it's finally, I think the Trello system is more my weekly planning and forward-looking, you know, into the future. And then I have a daily paper planner. Right now I'm using the Passion Planner Daily. I got tired of bullet journaling because I was tired of writing the dates and the format every day. So I just wanted a planner that actually had it all printed so I could just basically fill it out. Um, And the Passion Planner Daily just totally works for me as far as the way their page is laid out. It's one page that's, you know, their format. It's got times and you know the things i'm going to do that specific day it's got some you know blank space and then the the right facing page is just blank so that's you know if i have a meeting or i have notes that i need to take i can do that and so i kind of flip between looking at my this week column in trello and then figuring out what day i'm going to do that stuff and so my day to day like i'm doing this right now is in my daily planner and then which is all paper and then my kind of weekly plan is and future stuff is in trello
0: You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at jennykane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P L A N S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J E N N I K A Y N E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life, the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to FactorMeals.com/plans50 and use code Plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Plans50. P L A N S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So do you have a daily planning ritual where you basically look at Trello, look at your probably work calendar and kind of decide what you're going to do and lay it out? I wish I had one as organized
1: as you. I am terrible at getting up early. And so usually I'm like scrambling out the door. Sometimes I have to drive kids to school and I'm, you know, kind of just getting out the door to do that. But usually right before I start work, It's a little bit quiet. So I can just take, I mean, it doesn't take very long. It's, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes to just look over, you know, fill in that day's. It's an undated planner. So I have to actually fill in the date and stuff and just take a few minutes to do that. It's it's not too bad. If I were better about it, I would do it at night, the night before. But I'm just never that organized for that.
0: My brain doesn't like planning at night. I I, I don't mind journaling at night. Like I love to. play with planning tools. Like that's when I'll do my little cultivate what matters and like do my five-year oh. journal. But I never fill out my, I'm just like, no, I'm done with frontal processing things. <laughs> like oh, But you're right. It doesn't take that long to set up a daily page. And you know, remind me is the right-hand side of the blank side. Is it a dot grid? Yes. Oh, it, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's super great. I actually don't always use the right side, so I have like empty notes pages that I can go back and use if I fill one up, which is nice, or make other lists. Like I'm super happy with how it's working. I was skeptical at first, because you can't fit a whole year in a little book. I think it's maybe three months worth of daily pages, but it's working really great. I'd totally buy more of these.
0: I totally get it, because that's why the full focus is such a good... Match cause I like having that whole blank page on the right. Cause that's where I like, if I have a meeting, I take notes. So I, I always forget about the passion planner daily. And is it, I think it's just maybe the undated. I'm not sure if they have a dated daily. I'll have to look into that.
1: I don't think they do yet. And I don't think they rolled one out for 2022 either. I've only seen the undated for daily,
0: but that is, I feel like that's a rare thing where you have like a full day layout and then a blank page on the right. And those are the two that come to mind. Yeah.
1: The nice thing about the Passion Planner daily is that it comes in different sizes too. They have a small, medium, and large. Um, And the large is like letter-sized. So I have a medium one because just when I do daily planning, I don't need that much space. But it was kind of cool to be able to pick the size.
0: Are you happy with the paper in Passion Planner?
1: I am, actually. It is white, like super bright, which I like. It's not as fancy as some of the other ones like I have uh, my favorite notebook forever is Nuna which is a European brand (laughs) Um, and those are like my favorite paper ever and they're actually not as white so that like next to my passion planner it almost looks ivory
0: oh that's so interesting because they're pretty white no you're right they are not the brightest white but they're pretty white they are pretty white and if you look at it by itself it
1: totally looks like you know bright white but next to the passion planner it looks almost a little ivory and I love that that Nuna paper so much, but it's good. Like the passion planner paper is good. I don't use fountain pens, so it's not really a concern. It works great with gel pens. I'm happy.
0: And for those who don't know Nuna or are hearing that for the first time, it's N-U-U-N-A. I believe they're made in Germany. I've bought them online at like UK shops at fairly reasonable prices, and they come in the coolest, wildest colors and patterns, and they're tiny dot grids.
1: Yes, that some people kind of hate that it's like the really little dot grid. But I, I think just having it trained me to write smaller, so <laughs> I've gotten used to that. And now the passion planner dot grid seems huge.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some people who just write and just ignore a dot grid. Like they'll just write their own size, and it's just like a pattern in the background. But I can't do that. I can't either. <laughs> um, so the other brand that I sort of associate with you is a Korean planner brands. Can you talk about that?
1: Yes. So I don't even know. It must have been Instagram that I found this brand. They're called Bifold Full Design. And they seem to have some innovative layouts. And so this is what I was using um, when I was trying to make weekly planning work in a paper planner. I came across this company. And I think Mochi Things website sells some of their planners, but not all. They have like a ridiculous number of configurations of both their, I think their weekly planner is the one they make kind of the most combinations of. But they have all these different layouts of weekly, like some are horizontal and some are vertical. But the one that That I loved is one that I never saw anywhere else in any other planner. And it was basically a two-page weekly that has eight boxes on it. And they're all the same size, like they're more, almost more square. And so... You know, each day gets its own box and then there was like a whole extra blank box and they were, you know, side by side. So it just it felt like a better configuration. I feel like with long vertical columns, like there's not enough space width wise for me to write everything. But these like, you know, four boxes per page over two pages, just it was like the perfect layout for me. And I couldn't find any other planner that did that. So it was kind of painful when I saw it online. I was trying to figure out how to get one. Because they're only sold in Korea. And if you go to their website, it's all in Korean. And even if you could figure out what to click on, which I finally did, there's no the shipping won't let you ship it to the U.S. And so I ended up finding a seller on Etsy who I think imports them to Las Vegas where they are located. And then I ordered it from Etsy. And so it was probably twice the price it is in South Korea, but it was totally worth it for me. I really enjoyed that. And then I also used one of their, um, I tried out one of their daily planners, which is like the size of a Hobonichi Weeks, but they put the whole year in it. And I don't, I mean, it's a thick book, like, but it's little and it's basically just one page per day. And again, I just, I love that, that size and the combination of daily, like was just perfect for me. I still love that. I would still use it, but I ended up finding the Passion Planner Daily, which gives me a little more space for notes. And so I switched that. But I'm like a serial planner switcher. So, uh, you know, who knows what else I'll find.
0: (laughs) Which we have full understanding of that on this show. So speaking of that, any ideas for your 2022 lineup? Is it going to be the same? Continue the undated Passion Planner? Do you have any new, exciting things you've impulse bought? I don't know. I'm just asking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm always tempted when you review one on your podcast, I'm like, "Oh, should I try that?" But I really have come to terms with the fact that weekly weekly paper planner just doesn't really work for me. Like, my whole weekly review and my weekly planning is all in Trello, and I'm happy with that. So, I'll keep that. For 2022, I think I'm just going to like I have more than half of my Passion Planner daily still left. I don't actually use the daily page every day if I already know like I'm working on something for work, or if I have a day full of meetings, there's not a lot for me to plan because I just go to my meetings and take notes and that's it. So you know, it'll take me longer than three months for sure to go through this. And I think as much as I would like to start a shiny new notebook on January 1st, I should just use the one I have that is working. So I'm going to keep using the Passion Planner daily, I think.
0: That is awesome. Very sustainable, very Uh restrained of you. For now. So last fun question, any fun accessories you like? What are your favorite pens? Do you use any highlights since you come from a scrapbooking background? Are you into stickers? Like any other fun extras that you like to use?
1: All of the things. So I love stickers and I buy them all the time and then I never use them. Like I don't, it turns out the layouts I like the most are just pens and like, a, like one color. It could be markers, it could be highlighters, whatever, but just, you know, black pen in one color. So I've been, you know, actively not buying planner stickers anymore. I bought a whole bunch of planner stamps, you know, probably a couple of years ago. And every now and then I'll pull them out and use them. They're really fun for me because they look kind of clean. They're not bumpy like stickers, but I, you know, it's a lot of effort, right? To kind of pull those out. Like there's, you know, kind of your functional basic getting through the day planning and then there's making it pretty. And I don't always get to that second part. But I do actually like stamping in my planner quite a bit. And then I love the Stettler fine liners. I think I have all the colors. Those are my hands down really? favorite.
0: I think there's like a hundred
1: colors or something. Oh, wow. No, then I don't have that many, but I probably got like 60 of them. So. Oh,
0: maybe there's only six. There could be just six. Maybe it's 60. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm always impressed at how large, because I remember, I think I have a 36 pack, but that was like by no means the largest pack that there was.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's possible they have more now, but at the time, I think I bought like the 72 or the 60 or whatever, and it's plenty of colors. So. Because I, I only use last, one.
0: <laughs> they last so well. They, they write do. on so many papers really well. They work yes. really well in the Nuna. I'm sure they work really well in the Passion Planner. So I'm with you. They're very versatile.
1: Yes. And the ink dries super fast too. And whatever they make the little pen nib from is like very sturdy. Like I've had a lot of um, pens that I've liked, but they kind of wear down really fast. I think I must press hard when I write or something. But um, this, I definitely don't have that complaint.
0: Awesome. Well, this was so fun. I think we'll definitely give people some inspiration as they're thinking about their systems for next year. So is there anywhere people can find you? I don't know. You're kind of like <laughs> hidden. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have that
1: many places, but uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is Anandirc, Anandirc, And that's pretty
0: much where I post. Awesome. Well, this is so fun. Now I want to get some stamps. Excellent. Well, it was so much fun having her on the show today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did and got lots of ideas for how you might set up your Trello board in the future or um, how you might use some of your various products such as Passion Planner. I do actually have an undated daily Passion Planner that someone sent me. And I'm going to promise a full walkthrough and review because it has been one of the most requested products to look at. Maybe not specifically the daily, but Passion Planner in general. So that will be coming perhaps sometime in 2022. And I've also heard that the creator of Passion Planner is a lovely and wonderful person with so many great ideas. So a really cool thing would be if I could get her on as a guest sometime. So we'll see if we can make that happen. Other than that, I hope everyone is having lots of fun setting up their 2022 systems, maybe filling out a goal-setting planner like their Cultivate or other alternative. It really is a very fun time of year to really take a deep dive into your own reflections about how to get the most out of life in the coming years ahead. So... I will leave you to it. More next week with some reviews, Q&A, and uh, a teaser. I got a planner from somebody very famous in the mail, so you'll be hearing about that next week. Have a wonderful week.
1: This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM